When was the last time you had to make a snap decision without input from leadership? What was the decision that you made? Did it upset the employee or employees involved? I'm willing to bet that you have a specific dilemma in mind, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every HR party of one is expected to make snap decisions about a wide range of issues. Special requests, parental leave, technology concerns, staying consistent and compliant is difficult for any team, especially if it's just you running the show. In this episode of HR Party of One, I'm going to help you out. We'll talk about how HR leaders can make better decisions in difficult situations. By the end, you'll be an expert problem solver no matter what comes your way. Today we'll cover common judgment calls HR needs to make every day, how to administer exceptions to rules fairly and evenly, and why HR should regularly collaborate with leadership on important issues. Let's get right into it. Our company was in the middle of some pretty significant changes when I first took over HR operations. We just decided to return to the office after more than a year of working remotely. And with that came question after question about everything from scheduling to technology to PTO requests. Not only that, but most of these questions fell on my shoulders because our CEO entrusted me to take responsibility for fielding them. It was overwhelming to say the least, but I got the hang of it. Thanks in part to some useful tips, best practices, and an essential resource, all of which we'll discuss in just a few minutes. However, in this section of the episode, I'm going to pose a bunch of different questions without answers. I promise this is by design. When we've reviewed these common problems, I'll dig into how you can make fair judgment calls for each. For now, let's cover some of the most common categories of judgment calls you'll have to make every single day as an HR professional. Technology. This is a big one because no matter what devices your team uses, there's a huge, broad spectrum of issues that can crop up. Sometimes it's a user issue. A person can't log into their device or they've saved too many files locally, which prevents them from updating their operating system to the latest version. Maybe their computer is just old and needs to be replaced. How does HR determine which tech-related requests to field or to address personally? If you're working for a small to mid-sized business, I'm willing to bet that if you do have a dedicated IT team, it's relatively small. The worst part, in countless industries, it's nearly impossible to be productive without your computer or laptop. Paid parental leave. Another common HR judgment call relates to parental leave. If you have a paid time off policy for new parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What if someone joins your team and only a few weeks later they need to take time off to care for their newborn? Or what if an employee wants to split their parental leave time off into two distinct chunks of time? How does HR accommodate these requests? It's especially tricky because parenthood is a sensitive topic to begin with. Overtime and PTO requests. Most employers are probably familiar with overtime requests. In some cases, they're absolutely necessary. For example, Bernie Portal pays out overtime to some of our team members each year because they're needed on hand to help with our clients' open enrollment processes. But in other cases, you might find that one, two, or even three employees regularly clock overtime, even if it doesn't really seem that necessary. Similar to overtime requests are PTO exceptions. Maybe an employee wants to take off six straight weeks, either because they've been saving their hours or you have an unlimited policy like Bernie Portal. Both of these situations can hurt your company's bottom line. How does HR address it? Remote policies. 
With many offices returning to in-person work, HR may find that employees have certain expectations or hopes for different work-from-home policies. Like I discussed in episode 74, we had a lot of employees threaten to quit if they couldn't continue working remotely full-time. What kind of message does it send to your employees if you decide to let some employees work from home full-time, but not others? Fielding employee grievances. In more extreme cases, employees file grievances like EEOC claims or harassment complaints. It's up to HR to take the lead on these, yet how you handle them can vary from one situation to the next. As the HR party of one for your organization, how do you field all of these requests? Not only that, but how do you respond to them in a timely manner that's both fair and even-handed? Let's get into that right now. Everything begins with your culture guide. In case you aren't familiar, a culture guide is like an enhanced employee handbook. It codifies everything about the company from its mission and vision to how you request time off and instructions for the printer. It's also updated regularly to incorporate the latest regulations and best practices. This is key for HR. Because you're the owner of the culture guide, you're responsible for ensuring that it clearly reflects company policies related to all of the different judgment calls we just discussed. However, in some situations, you'll want the language to be vague to allow for decision-making. Let's walk through some examples. Technology. Our culture guide spells out the equipment each team member receives when they join. While it says to reach out to our HR department, the guide doesn't explicitly address how to fix specific issues with equipment, namely because there's so many different ways in which technology can cause problems. This is where HR comes in. A recent example from our team. I had two different tech requests come through a couple months ago. The first involved a small crack in a computer screen. The team member wanted to replace the computer with a brand new piece of hardware. Because it didn't hamper their productivity at all, I decided against granting that request. On the other hand, a different team member approached me with a request for a new computer. They needed to run some important software programs that were essential to their job function. Not only that, but the computer they were using at the time would randomly shut down before they could save their work. I granted their request for obvious reasons, and we got them a new computer. Parental leave. If your company offers a parental leave policy, it's up to the organization's discretion to make tweaks or adjustments to the benefit. As long as it goes above and beyond any state and federal laws, you have that flexibility. We have a team member whose spouse recently gave birth to their first child. Instead of taking the full parental leave benefit, the employee requested to split the leave into two sections to accommodate a busy season for our company. Bernie Portal's parental leave policy is already robust, so we had the flexibility to grant this request. If you have a policy of your own, I recommend spelling it out explicitly in your culture guide. We did the same in part three of our guide, and it's done wonders to anticipate questions employees may ask. Overtime and PTO requests. Software tools can really help your team manage these overtime and PTO requests. Bernie Portal actually has built-in tools that handle both overtime and PTO. Managers can review requests and look at past employee usage to determine if they should approve or deny the time off. For HR, these streamlined platforms mean that you actually spend less time evaluating decisions related to PTO and overtime. It also empowers managers to make and own decisions related to PTO requests. Remote policies. During the pandemic, Bernie Portal implemented new remote work policies for exempt and non-exempt members of our team. These rules are cataloged in the culture guide, which gives HR more agency to make tough decisions. 
You can simply refer to the guide when requests are made instead of seeming as though you came to your decision without any rhyme or reason. Employees may not like the decision you make, but they'll respect that the judgment call is codified in the company. Fielding employee grievances. These might be the trickiest judgment calls you'll have to make because they're often so unique and specific to the situation that you can't plan for an employee grievance. With that said, your culture guide should be so comprehensive that it covers your base on plenty of other topics. For example, it's entirely possible that someone files an EEOC claim against your company at some point, or maybe a harassment complaint against another coworker. You should have an anti-harassment and security policies already outlined in your culture guide to ensure you're following the guidelines you've already approved. No matter the judgment call, HR should always remember that you have the power to make these decisions. You should never respond to an exception request by saying that the boss says no, so it's a no. The decision needs to come from HR because the minute you defer to leadership, the individual thinks that's who they need to go talk to. But you don't necessarily have to do it alone. HR needs to collaborate with leadership on a regular basis. This helps define boundaries and responsibilities between the two parties. My advice, how you position the conversation and your role is key. Because you want to take on more responsibility as the HR party of one, it's best to explain to leadership that there are certain tasks that you think you should handle yourself. Say something like this. It will be better for you if I'm using my judgment on these things because it will allow you to work on things that you're supposed to be working on. More often than not, it's better for one person to own issues related to EEOC claims and harassment complaints. If HR decides to run it up the flagpole to leadership, then suddenly it's an issue for the entire company, not just the people involved. For example, imagine that you have a former employee who files an EEOC complaint. You review the claim and also your company policies. If you're done everything right, the EEOC and other similar organizations shouldn't scare you. And if you follow your policies as we recommend, and if you're honest like yours should be, then you should be good. After decisions with your CEO, you might learn they don't even want to know about complaints like this. The only way you can know this is if you previously establish what they do and don't want to know about staffing issues. I can't recommend this approach enough because it helps tremendously in the decision-making process. Claims, complaints, and harassment, all of that you should be able to handle. Your CEO should know that, but if your company is being sued or suddenly shows up in a story on the local news channel, then the owner probably needs to know. For the most part, HR should act as a dam and not a sieve. There's a spectrum, so don't think these issues are either black or white. Another key thing to note is that this approach isn't reserved only for the HR leadership relationship. It's also up to you to coach others on your team to make decisions and judgment calls on their own without input from HR and above. If you want to learn more about coaching managers, check out episode 47 in the description. When everyone on your team is empowered to make decisions without running them up the chain of command every single time, you end up with a more efficient and productive company. You should be confident that you know what you're doing. It can be hard sometimes, but remember what we always say, your job is really as strategic as you make it. The first thing that you need to do to make better decisions and judgment calls is build out your culture guide. We have tons of great resources on the Bernie Portal site, including a blog that I've added to the episode description for your reference. As I mentioned earlier, the more comprehensive your guide, the better chance your employees know what's expected of them and what to expect from you. 
Additionally, I recommend that you set aside some time with leadership to check in on some of those big, important topics that we covered a few minutes ago. If anything, this gives you an opportunity to demonstrate that you're thinking strategically about your role within the organization. And to repeat what I said only a few minutes ago, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it. Thank you.